calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, it's Malls. Thanks so much for tuning in to Please Advise. Remember, if you like today's show, make sure that you're subscribed in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, feel free to review us with five stars. It helps the show climb the iTunes charts, which means other people can find us and join the hashtag PleaseAdviseNation. And more importantly, if you have a question or dilemma you want help with on the show, call 323-450-7408 or email AskPleaseAdvise at gmail.com with your letters or voice note recordings. That's ask, please advise, PLZ advise at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 94 of Please Advise. Um, you guys, third episode in my new house. And we have a special guest producer today. It's Meredith Bray Sloss. Hey, girl. Hey. You may know her um, from being a former Please Advise guest, from being a friend of mine, and also from her podcast, The Bevs. Um, Meredith, thanks for being here. Dude, it's my pleasure. Christina's in New York getting her life. Cheers. That's good. Um, our guest is here uh, today. Her name is Miranda Berman. We're going to get to her in a minute. I've been pronouncing her last name Beerman this entire time. I'm really sorry about that. It's fine. Um, but I just quickly want to talk about this email I got today and kind of a little bit about communication. I've been a little bit confused about some of the communications I've had recently. And I think that Mercury was in retrograde for a really long time. And for me, it's just it feels a little bit like it's still here. But... I'm just weirded out by a lot of the interactions I've been having with people lately. As many of you probably know by now from social, um, there was a really horrific accident with my dog Wags where he was attacked by another dog. And I haven't been talking about it because one, I witnessed the attack and it was like literally the worst day of my entire life. I had to drive to the hospital with my dog in my lap. I literally thought he was going to bleed out on me and I was covered in blood for six hours at the emergency room. So it was really honestly... And that's just my portion of the day. Like, the fact that Wags was completely traumatized is a whole other story. Um, but, you know, 
A lot of people have been asking me a lot of questions about it, which has seemed really weird to me uh, because I don't really want to relive this memory over and over again. And I will get a little bit more into that in a second. But let's have some fun first. This is an, an email I woke up to this morning. The subject was Rihanna Cameras. Uh, hi, Molly. I'm currently having a problem where people on Twitter send me subliminal messages. And despite my attempts to remove cameras, I'm still being stalked by strangers on the Internet. I'm sending you an email in case you were aware of this issue and if you could help me remove these cameras as well as proving to my psychiatrist that I'm not a schizophrenic. If none of what I'm saying rings a bell to you, please ignore my message and I will no longer try to contact you. Thank you. That's like a lot, you guys. First of all, that is a lot, but it really, yeah. (laughs) Go for it, Miranda. So I I mean, look, (laughs) the thing is, is that for for someone who's, I worked in print, uh, the uh, online media for a really long time. And when you work in online media, your tip box is full of homeless people who, I don't know, go to the library and email you that like Jennifer Aniston's trying to ruin their life. Um, You get a lot of emails like that. But it's kind like this to me, it almost made me feel better. It like almost paid tribute to this thought I've been having recently, which like people just don't know it's not about them. And they don't realize that they don't. They don't pull back focus on these like internet relationships they have and maybe feel that it's inappropriate. Yeah, totally. Like I'll never forget this time last year. No, it was a few months ago last year from now last year. Some girl wrote this really, really nice long email. And it was like I was reading it out loud. It was my first time reading it. And Christina didn't give me a heads up that this was coming. And I get all the way down to the end of the letter. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then I see, P.S., did you break up I'm seeing a lot less of him on your social media and it was like such a gut punch because I wasn't ready to talk about it yet and this person had just spent like a solid two paragraphs kissing my my ass and then they like immediately dive in with something that like I'll address that when I'm ready do you know what I mean and like the other day on snappy some girl writes to me and she goes um hey Molly I'm so sorry about wags I hope Helen wasn't involved and I was like, well, if that, even if that was, if that was true, like, that is a horrific accusation to make and a very painful thing. And, like, that, all I could think of when I was, I was like, that's like if I messaged Bethany Frankel when Bryn was in the hospital and was like, hope Jason didn't push her down the stairs. Like, why would you say something so horrific in print to someone? Like, do you have no discretion? And I think that people think everything is about them and they think that because of that they can talk to anyone any way they want I think when we put stuff out there like that like we we're doing it because like it's for fun for us to show our lives but like you can't get that involved in it you gotta pull back yeah no I think that the thing is is that for years like I've curated hate that word but it's true curated what people have been able to see about me on the internet very carefully and because I can be so open about certain things people think that I don't have a sense of decency or privacy or shame and like I have friends come over and like open up my medicine cabinet and I'm like and I'm like why do you think why do you think you can do that to me and it's because oh because you're chill and I'm like see this is where you know I don't know I have to like set up some boundaries or something but people feel okay being rude to me in a weird way Sorry, that's terrible. I can't believe that girl asked you to help prove to her therapist that she's not schizophrenic. That's a lot. I mean, I think that that's a mentally ill person yeah, like, yeah, at, their, at their best. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's like, surely you must know these cameras. Like, 
but that's I think that is the I think that I think most people have I think there's a lot of people out there in middle America who think that Katy Perry think about thinks about them every day too it's like Like, that (laughs) crazy thing of think you know like wide scale thinking that everything's about you yeah it's really I it makes me nervous it makes me really nervous because this person genuinely thinks that all of Hollywood is like I mean who knows it's probably some like farmer in Iowa which isn't you know I mean not that you're that's not interesting no your life is really interesting but Katy Perry doesn't probably think so. Rihanna doesn't have cameras in your house. Yeah, that was the question I had. Was Rihanna mentioned anywhere else in that message or just, just the, the subject? subject? Rihanna okay. cameras. Okay. And Rihanna does follow me on Twitter. I know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that sometimes people maybe think we're friends. Maybe that's why. So Rihanna set up the cameras or I mean I, guess I think the implication that like it was like part of an overall greater scheme and like if yeah, I that, if, if I knew about the cameras I'd know Rih- I would know Rihanna's like involvement sure. you know um but anyway you know about the cameras <laughs> surely you know about the cameras <laughs> Rihanna's proof camera to keeper. my therapist I'm not schizophrenic uh that's <laughs> terrible and by the way we're not truly laughing at this there's no. just sometimes because that is a mental illness but uh you know, we gotta, you gotta laugh when things come in your life like that. <laughs> you gotta laugh when you wake up to that. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, uh, I think people th- feel too close, they feel too close to you. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I should capitalize on that in some better way. Um, Miranda, what's going on with you, girl? Um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, what was your day like today? My day like today so far today. Well, um, I woke up feeling a little bit hungover. Yeah. Which was not good. You and said that you only had three drinks. I had three drinks. Okay, so I'm trying to not drink as much. Okay. Like, big time. But that can still affect you if you... I had, like... Yeah, I had, like... Okay, I had, like, four drinks, probably. Okay. <laughs> and I... But I, like, am obsessive. If I, I had to go exercise this morning. If I don't exercise before I do something like this, my mind is all, like... ADD. I just need... It's like an obsessive thing I have to focus on. That's uh, really good. That's actually a really good tip. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I should probably be doing something like that myself. I, before like uh, an entertainy type of thing, I have to do it or else I feel like my head will explode. I'm sure nothing would actually happen. Yeah. But, no, that's so smart that you yeah. figured that out. I'm like, what Xanax do I take so I can deal with other people? Or Right. Like, well, yeah. I also do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things. Um, are you a sporty person? Um, when I was growing up, I was pretty sporty. Uh, I, I was a, a, a ski racer in high school, but no way, but I wasn't like, I was such a rich kid. Sport. It's such a rich kid sport. That's why I don't like to say it out loud, but <laughs> I just think this is, you know, an advice podcast. I'm going to be real. No, I love it. Yeah. It's a real rich kid sport. I, that was the only thing I was good at. Mm-hmm. I tried out for like the tennis team, which was a cool thing to do, but I didn't make it because I was like too competitive yeah. and like fucked up every time I... My like, best friend was a total tennis head. It's such a hardcore life. Like, I never saw her, ever. Yeah, to, get, to be a great tennis player is really hardcore. But I, yeah, no, I'm not that sporty. I'm athletic, but, like, no. I'm just impressed that that it's an impulse for you to work out to cure something. Because I never think of, like, how I can help my body in that way. Right. Well, it's also a, like, a a thing that I atone. Like, I drank too much last night, so I must atone for my sins. That's good. Okay, so when when you say you had four drinks last night and you're trying to drink less, 
the, is I, four I, trying to drink less? No, four, four is not doing my plan of trying to drink less. Four is a little bit of a one night bender. One night bender, which I which I'm trying to not do anymore as I enter as I enter my like late twenties and try and like yeah. get a grip on things. Yeah, you know, I've tried to I tried to stop being sloppy drunk in pub like yeah. probably around twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah twenty seven and I'm like real like the, just the past couple of weeks when I was on a hiatus from work before I like fully introduced myself I'll tell you about my drinking problem yeah um so I I was just like doing things that I was just really not proud of and I was like nope this has got to stop and so this morning I had to atone for my evil sin of drinking yeah where'd you go at cycle house in West Hollywood oh that's good yeah where'd you go last night I went to tenants in the trees you know what this place is I've heard of it. I hate it. Is it in Silver Lake? It's like the cool bar in Silver Lake. I yeah. hated it so much I can't even. That's what why drinks I had did you have? What? What I, drinks did you like have? Some, I had a margarita and then some like, I had like two margaritas and some like fun tequila drinks that I don't even know. I, they, I fucking hate tequila. It tastes like cigars oh, to I me. Oh, I like tequila because it like makes you up. It makes you, you know. Like, Ed would always make me take tequila shots when we were out. I'd be like, Ed, I have to go home. I'm sick. And he's like, take a tequila shot. It'll kill the germs. And he was right. Like that's. <laughs> it kill the germs. Yeah. And also that's how hard Boston College parties. And we were like 26 and he's still like, just get through it with tequila. <laughs> Um, I feel like I had something really important to add about this place. Oh, yes. I really hated it. And you know how – okay, obviously, I don't go – not obviously. I don't go clubbing. Yeah. It's not like my life. I'm not one of those people. But if you don't go for like four years every now and then, you're like, okay, I can go. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a novelty. I'll make this work. It'll be fun. And it's never fun. Right. It's bad. That's how I feel about like medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about um, – certain foods like I keep trying to yes. I, eggplant I've tried to revisit throughout my life and I hate like, it I, I also don't like eggplant so we have that I common. mean what is the deal with eggplant it's so gross it's not that it's not good I want to like it you know sometimes I like it when it's in a Japanese restaurant and then sure. it's like I, I like the sauce and then I feel the eggplant alone and I'm upset yes yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even get to the you, point where it's in my mouth you would just be the, like oh. I, yeah no but That's I want I want to be I have I'm aspirationally like <laughs> raw and vegan or like totally at least like I would like to be I would like to be vegetarian but I shouldn't even be eating cheese but I don't want to give up meats like it's so hard like I just I want to be eating cured meats all the time but I feel like if I could if I could handle the texture and taste of something like eggplant that would solve all my problems because then I don't know I guess vegan people just make eggplant and tofu tastes like real food oh yeah and i buy into that yeah but it's gonna be hard but i it's eggplant in and of itself is just so gross to me that i feel like you know there there goes that there goes that yeah are you a dieter have you ever been a dieter whole life on and off dieter until i just don't diet worst diet you've ever done uh okay like juice cleanses for really long periods of time. Like how long? <laughs> um, when I was in college and I had a web series, yeah, I was like, "This, this is my time to shine. Everyone's gonna see my college web series." Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I was on a juice cleanse for like ten days, mind you. I was taking a lot of Adderall with it. So oh like, yeah, I wouldn't have done it by myself. My my best diet is Adderall. Adderall is the best. Yeah, it's but terrible. I, I can't take it anymore. No, no I, I love it too much. Like I want to do it all the time. No, and, I can't. But it's like it's like actually doing cocaine. No, it's actually doing all the time. I, now if I take it, it's like immediately. I don't. I don't even get the high. I just am like sad. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, uh, but that's and, the best diet because I'm. I get anxious about how 
jacked up I'm gonna be. Is is anything I'm thinking real? Is any of this writing real? Did I did I do this? Is this just the pill? What am I doing? With, yeah, what am I doing with my life? I can't take it. Uh, that is so funny. I had someone I knew go off of a medication in a work environment once, uh, and months later she. And I mean, this was like the most hated person <laughs> in the entire environment. And months later, she like approached me. I was having a hard time and she approached me and was like, hey, you know, back in the fall, I was having a really hard time. Like, <laughs> I thought you guys hated me. I mean, like, I thought you guys were talking about me behind your back. And she's like, I just realized like it was just me coming off the meds. <laughs> And, like, I was so happy for her that she had landed on that conclusion. But, like, we completely hated her. We completely were talking about her behind her back. It was, like, childish and terrible. Uh, But, yeah, Uh, medication's fucked up. But it's also good. Did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give (laughs) advice? Medication's also good. I do want to say that. It's Uh, the best. Yes, I did bring three reasons why I'm qualified to give advice. Let me pull them up on my phone. Because I had to, I wrote them down. I love that. I've like really been jamming on people's processes lately. Like I've talked about this. People come clean about what they've done. They write it down. They don't write it down. They make them up on the spot. I love it. Oh, I, I like workshops them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I did like a tight tenant work. No. About my reasons to come here. No, 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 no. Now the I think e- it's always good to have three reasons why you do anything. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. From now on, BC, like last night I didn't want... I didn't want to go to this bar that I went to, but I went because my friend wanted to go. Yeah. And I should have thought of three reasons why I wanted to go. And if I couldn't think of them, not going. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Do you want to know the one reason to never go somewhere? A sense of dread. If you have a sense of dread, just don't go. I know, but I felt so guilty. That's a new thing. I'm not going to feel guilty about not going anywhere. Like, to my friends that was a gift I gave myself around your age yeah yeah it's a really good gift to give yourself I had a little bit actually now that we're talking about my process of I did have a little bit of like but I still have a lot of weird shit like yeah am I qualified to give advice but then I you know I think it makes me more qualified um I when I came up with this um give three reasons Mm -hmm. thing the reason why I came up with it was we were all sitting around brainstorming stuff for hello giggles and I was like no it said it's just like so laughable how none of us are qualified to give advice is that I have like a UTI from a guy I met on Tinder and like everyone lost it and I was like that should be our new thing like three reasons like because you need to our listeners need to have a frame of reference right who they're getting advice from totally yeah but I think this this actually made me feel good because I was like oh I do have reasons to give advice okay sure I vomited when I arrived here but besides for that yeah I have reasons I think the re- you vomiting when you arrived here is also a reason they don't yeah. you know they don't yeah. all have to be like yeah right, but anyway go ahead okay so my first reason is that like lunatics really always flock to me <laughs> like like <laughs> constantly since the beginning of time and Everyone loves to tell me. I'm one of those people, I guess. My mom always says certain people have like open faces. I think I have an open face. Yeah. And so people think that they like can tell me anything. And so I've been forced to give advice for a long time yes. and therefore have done it. I don't know if it's always been good, but I think it has been. Uh, do you engage these lunatics? Less and less, but some lunatics are are my genuine friends. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it sounds like some of these people are genuine friends. Yeah, but you I just, just know they're... They're just fucking lunatics. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> Do you think you yourself are a lunatic? Not really. I think I have, like, 
Uh, I mean, yes, of course, but not like that crazy. Not as crazy as like I think I could be pretty grounded. I think sometimes, but yeah, when I'm like doing shtick, I'll be like, of course, I'm so crazy, but. No, I know. That's also something that you stop doing when you get older. Yeah. You're like, stop telling people you're crazy. You're not. I'm not that crazy. Everyone's a little, like, everyone has their stuff. No. I'm not insane. You're like, fine. Like, exactly. And what's number two? Um, Number two is that uh, I always think about the worst thing possible. So okay. I'm good at coming up with solutions. Logistics is everything to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I always, like, jump to the worst conclusion. And so I'm always ready to fight it. I have a small example of this because when I was workshopping these, a friend asked, give me an example. <laughs> That's really cute. Who did you go over these with? We were sitting in the in the writer's room and we had a break and my friend Sonia Karkar, who's the writer's assistant on the Mindy Project. Hey, girl. Okay. Hey, Sonia. coordinator on the Mindy Project. I'm a script for coordinator. People who don't know that. And you also have an amazing podcast called High School with Miranda Berman. Yeah, which you were on and which was fantastic. And so was Ed. Thank you. Yeah, and Ed. Ryan O'Connell, Lara Shainall. Yeah, you're all of your people. Yeah, a huge crossover. Huge crossover. Uh, Ed Jackson, actually, our Please Advise friend turn is a big fan. And that's how I found out about it. Well, I wanted to have you on because when I had Ed, Ed was like, you have to have Malls on. Love Ed. He's my favorite person in the whole world. Uh, what's your third answer? Did I? Um, oh, I didn't give you my example. Is it? Do you want it? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so my example is uh, a couple nights ago I was out and I met a guy and we sort of hit, we hit it off. Okay. We had a little kiss and he asked for my number. That's and so exciting. It was exciting. Where? But- you know the Grove, the farmer's market thing, that writer? Yeah. Yeah. It's like this Thursday night writer's thing at the farmer's market in Los Angeles. Okay. That was a bad description. Do people actually go to that? I've only gone one other time. And this was the last. Are they like real people? Okay. Uh, Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Yes and no. The answer is some real people, some definitely not real people. I don't want to put you in that place for your, like. For my life? No. It was the last one and a couple of my friends were going, so I went with them. And I was, went in with no expectations of having a good time, but then I met a guy and it was fun. And he texted me right while I was standing with him, like, let's go out for, like, what night do you want to have dinner this week? And the next morning I woke up, I was like, oh, he definitely didn't want to actually have dinner with me. He's drunk. He's like, he's mad now that he didn't just say drinks. Like, I can't just take people for their word. I have to, like, think about the worst reason possible. But then I realized I was being insane. And I uh, I remedied the situation by answering. That's good. Are you guys going to go out? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go out. That's I hope he awesome. listens to this. It'll What's be cool. his name? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have reason number three? <laughs> Reason number no, three. No, no, no. No, no, no. Reason number three is just like I've had been in a lot of therapy. That's I've, good. I've seen I've seen some advice been given. That's good. Yeah. I think most of life is just have regurgitating what people say to you. Right. Um, okay, so I'm gonna ask you three questions. Uh what's one quality you don't have that you wish you possessed? That I wish that I didn't have to atone for the sin of drinking last night. I wish that I could just like be chiller. I wish I were a little chiller. That's one quality I wish I could possess. The shame is hard. The I sh- used to wake up Sunday was like shame day. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even do it that often, but when I, I wish I had, yeah. That well that's like a answer just because of what I told you earlier. Probably I could think of something else, but right now that is a quality I wish I could have. Um okay. No shame. Two. Um if you could have grown up in another city, where would you have grown up? 
That's a great question. Um, Because you are from, you grew up in New York City, which is, I think, every person's kind of dream. Right. But I don't have um, a city in particular. I wish that I grew up in a normal suburb a little bit sometimes. Not like a, okay, this town where my parents live now, Pound Ridge. Okay. It's in northern Westchester. Okay. It's like very, like, there's a cute little market on Sundays where people sell bread, like, Fresh baked bread. It, it's very like probably a Nancy Myers movie could be set there. That's really cute. <laughs> but there's a there's like a nice school. It's just a sweet town. That's the kind of place I wish I had grown up. Just the like, Berkshires is very nice. Like yeah. I would like think of that area when I think of where, which yeah. is a similar vibe. I yeah. think. Um, I wish I grew up somewhere like that. So are you ready to take some calls? Oh my god, I'm so ready. All right, let's do it. Oh, I oh. also I have one really important thing to say before we begin. What? I think I'm your first guest that or I uh, I don't like Vanderpump rules and oh. I don't watch The Housewives. So that's why I'm really qualified to be on this show because I'm going to bring a really different perspective. You uh, are not the first person, but I'm excited for your take because I it sounds like you aggressively are not into it. I'm just like aggressively, like I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think there's something wrong with me as a woman. Like I don't. No, I feel really sad because it's basically at the point now where it's like that's the only thing I know how to communicate to other people about. <laughs> We're going to have to work. I don't have... Like, if I don't have Real Housewives in common with someone, the fact that you and I have gotten this far. And I don't, I know them all. I'm not insane. I know, if you, I know who the people, like, I'm familiar very well with Bethany and, like, I know Dorinda, but, like, I'm not, it's Dorinda. not. Dorinda. Dorinda. Do you know no Dorinda? No, no, I don't know. One no. of our Please Advise listeners, hey, uh, shout out to you. His name's Sam. He snaps me all the time and he <laughs> saw Dorinda Medley three times in one week and he snapped her all three times to me. <laughs> It was the nicest thing ever. I love our Snappy fans. Follow me. Mal's official. Oh, what I are love, you on Snappy? I, I'm I'm Miranda Paulina. That's a good name. Yeah, it's because I'd made it. You know how Snapchat was like first big a couple yeah. of years ago, but then nobody did it. Yeah. And now it's in its renaissance. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't change my name. I would rather be Miranda P. Berman, which is where what I am everywhere else. Yeah, I uh, I was on. I, that's why I, I like when joke Twitter was a big world. I was so a weird fucking Twitter over it. Yeah, like, no, when like when it just was like you could be a famous comedian mm-hmm. on Twitter like that. Yeah, I was exactly. Just, Fuck you. This is used to be for like tech geeks and how we got the news. Like this is fucking loser fest. <laughs> I mean, loser like fest. it is. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's take her phone calls. Hey, malls. I love the podcast. Um, my name is Erin. I have a question pretty specifically directed at Molly. Um, Molly, I know that you went to Bennington College. I think you actually went there at the same time as my sister. Um, anyway, her name is Jess Gilday. Um, and yeah, so I guess my question is just like, how, um, did studying at Bennington help prepare you for moving into, like, TV and film, because um, I study drama at Bennington right now, and, um, you know, they focus a lot on, like, theater and everything, which I really, really love, um, but I'm also more interested in film and TV, and I guess I'm just a little bit anxious about how my experience there will translate to that sort of career path. Um yeah, and so any advice you have about that transition and how your education at Bennington has, like, shaped your career would be super helpful. Um, anyway, love you both. Love all your work. And I hope to hear from you. Okay, bye. 
You know what? One of my favorite things is is when someone is just like positive about something and they run with it and like it's just not there. Like how I've been mispronouncing your last name for the last three months. I did not go to Bennington College. I've never heard of it. It sounds like a safety school. Sorry. I went to Boston College. You guys, Boston College. Go Eagles. Doug Flutie. Flutie Flakes. Um, I loved it. Uh, do you know what Bennington College yeah, is? Yeah, I don't think it's a safety school. Is it a really good school? It's a small college, artsy. It's up, it's northeast. Yeah, it's, it's in your, it's in your like sort of Oberlin kind of feeling, I good think. Good for her. Okay. So Peter Dinklage went there. Yeah, it's a, it. I think you just know that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know it because I have a friend who went there and so she posted his commencement speech online. And I think it might have been a women's college in the beginning. Okay. I'm looking to and you then like, they let in Peter Dinklage. I, I'm looking to you like you're an expert. <laughs> I know. And I'm looking at you like you have the Wikipedia page open, but you she simply just she know I'm the checking. top of your head that Peter Dinklage went there. Um, you know, I I I did not go to an artsy school. It was a liberal arts school, yeah. but and there was a theater department, but we were a sports school. Most people did get business majors. I actually was laughing about it the other day. Like I'm not entirely sure I did graduate college. Like, I did. Like, I went to graduation. I sat through. Condoleezza Rice was her commencement speaker. I sat there hungover for, like, 15 hours or whatever it was. So fucking long. And then I went home to my parents' house and my life was over. Um, like, all the fun I had ever had in my life was over. Um, I basically just really was involved in my sketch group. Uh, I don't know about formal training period for me I've always been kind of like throw a bunch of shit on the floor and build something from there uh type of person I'm not good at tests or outlines or doing anything like that so uh I I mean for me my suggestion is to always just get involved in as many things as possible in as many different areas what do you think I think that um you're gonna be fine going from Bennington to the television film world if you move to Los Angeles, for instance, because a lot of people out here come from that kind of world. Yeah. Those artsy schools and they are somehow capable to uh, make big careers in Hollywood. So I think you'll be fine. But yeah. No it, one's asked me if I've graduated college. No. Yeah. For, that's true. I, my, I also like could have not gone. Could have just not picked up the diploma. This is what I will say. For a career in film and television, your grades really couldn't matter less. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really true. <laughs> it's true. It's it's actually it almost helps you if you were like one of those weirdos who did really poorly in school yeah. or dropped out. Like it, unless you're like a Harvard Lampoon person, like I don't think it matters. Actually, I don't even know. I don't think it matters. You could just not go to class. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I think that <laughs> you're going to be fine. I yeah. don't I mean, and by the way, like. If anyone is telling you, just remember that they tell you these things. Like I had an English teacher tell me that I would never get into – he was actually my English and history uh, teacher in high school. And he told me that I would never get into Boston College if I couldn't get a recommendation from him. And you could only get a recommendation from him if you got an A in his class and I got a B. Um, And so – I was like convinced my life was over and I wasn't getting into school. Uh, and of course, I did get into school. I did not need his recommendation. I got recommendations from other people. But schools kind of lie to you about what you need, uh, even in college, about in terms of preparing for the real world. Um, I think that you are even better to like stock up on some sociology classes and like psychology classes, um, things that will 
teach you more about dealing with people because that ma- personality management is a bigger part of this business than I personally expe- um, expected. I thought if I just showed up and did my art, then I would be fine. But a lot of it is personality management. Um, we've talked about that on the podcast before too. Like not only is everyone trying to get power, but they're fucking hungry yeah. and possibly insane. Possibly insane. And also – if you want, try and take a writing class if you're a theater major. That Why was going to be my recommendation. Yeah. I, would, if yeah. you, I don't know what uh, year of school you're in. I don't. Did she say? No, I don't think. Well, I, Aaron, take a writing class just so you have it in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, college, no matter where you go, is different from real life. So this – you're going to be fine. Every stage of your life is different and you'll take what you've learned at this place where I'm sure is accepting and nice and, you know, you feel really comfortable and you'll just take that with you to your next place. Yeah. Build your confidence and bring it out here. They gave you good advice. I'm a little bit mentally checked out on this question, to be honest, because <laughs> I just know what a farce your life is. Like, at this point, like, you're <laughs> – Work, you're going to be fine. Just you're going to be fine. Yeah. I was I was a theater major in college, oh. and I'm here doing it now. I'm I mean, living your damn life. I'm yeah. living my damn life. I mean, I would recommend to, like, reach out to faculty within the school that's a good, and see that's who, a good know, real, who knows people real advice. in Los Angeles. That's a great advice. So then you can have a job when you That's, more, that's what happened for me. I got, yeah. like, picked to yeah, that's do what an I internship. Did. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, you this, should totally these, try to intern out here. Try, try to intern out here. There's definitely – Peter Dinklage just went to Bennington. There's got to be some other famous alum. The Dink has to have Dink's many. Dink's got to get yeah. you like like a set PA job on GOT. Like you're set. Dude, you're, that would be a sick job. That would be a great job. Email him right now. And if you don't get it, I might get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've helped you out a lot. I'm sorry I didn't go to Bennington. I'm sorry I called it a safety school. That was out of ignorance. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for the call. Sorry about, I'm sorry I didn't know your sister. All right, <laughs> let's take her next call. Hi, Malls. This is somebody calling from Portland, Oregon. I'm 23. I'm a young professional. Um, my question is regarding workplace relationships, I guess. I have a coworker who's kind of was pursuing me for a couple of months, very low-key, but was not even aware of what was happening. Um, and we started dating about a month ago. Um, nobody at work knows because it's not really real yet. Slash, like, may not ever be real. Um, my questions. So, A of all, when do we tell people, like, is it important to, like, she's not, like, she's actually, like, he's not all in control of me. Like, he's not my boss in any way. Well, not controlling me. Oh, my God. That sounds like it's some sort of weird BDSM thing. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm embarrassing myself. Malls, I love you. Christina, you're great. Okay. That he has. <laughs> okay. Um, do we tell people, like, soon, or do we wait until we know it's, like, real? Um, like, HR, like, is that important? He isn't actually, like, he doesn't have any, um, like, he's not my boss in any way. It's like, it's like, like, something to do with it and stuff. And also, like, I am in a place where I'm about to be promoted into another position, and I'm just concerned that I'm going to become, like, this guy's, like, like girlfriend. It's going to be, like, like my entire thing, that's the place that I work, it's going to be, like, I'm what's-his-face's girlfriend and not, like, think of me as an actual, like, important person in the company. Um, so I'm, like, concerned about that. And just, like, also, 
Ew, he he has a house and like he's a real person and like he's 29 and I feel like I'm my life is so far from put together and like I don't want him to feel like he has to like get on my level slash like also vice versa. I don't know. I'm so lost. Help me out. What do I do? I'm so confused. Please advise. Well, do you want to be good at your job or do you want to be fucking a guy at your job? Because I think that those are two really different things. You're trying, I mean, honest, when do you tell people that you guys are hooking up? You don't tell people that. Like, this is, that is the nature of not shitting where you eat. It's like you don't, the less shit you can track into the workplace, the better. Um, I, 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 I'm very concerned that you're on the verge of getting a promotion and your biggest concern is like when you and this 29-year-old coworker who I'm sorry like I I don't think this is a long going to be a long-lasting relationship given your age uh you're allowing him to dictate your future a little bit over a house. I feel like this is a really unconscious, easy mistake that young women make where they decide they think like they want to keep the possibility of not ever having to work and having a romantic partner step in and do everything for them. They want to keep that idea alive on the back burner. But right now you need to worry about your future and concentrate on your promotion like break up with this guy or leave this workplace because you're too young to be muddying up your career history I don't know Miranda what do you think I have to agree about muddying up career history like what kind of work environment is this is this a place that you like want to build a full future because if so definitely don't tell anyone until after you get the promotion I'm sorry if that's cynical but like no don't don't. it's also not their business it's not their business you also said do we tell people if this works out slash even if it does? So, like, you already know. You're being a little self-deprecating about it. Like, that's – don't – if you really feel a real connection with this guy, then say to him, like, I need to take this slow because I need to, like, figure out me first. But I really like you and I want to keep this going. But I, I can't, like – and if he's – I mean, this is so, like, corny, but if he really cares about you, he'll give you that advice too, probably. Yeah, when I was a 23-year-old girl, I was my 32-year-old boss's slam piece, and, like, it didn't ultimately affect my career because we were not in a place that was uh, succeeding. We were at a website that was not succeeding, was going to get <laughs> shut down, and then we all just went off into different parts of the world anyway. Yeah. But um, I was, in fact, his slam piece. I mean, I think that he – is some sort of uh he's a self-sabotage type of guy I think that he doesn't respect you for or your career um in that sense I think that I mean I think that he probably is having I think that when you're dating someone you work with you have a lot of time in your free life to pursue other women and you get to have a girlfriend all day at work yeah um you know when when I was in that position with a guy when I was your age I wouldn't always see him after work and it would you know it would make sense we actually worked in an office all day together and we never hooked up at the office or anything like that and I want to be I want you guys to be clear on that too look I understand like 70 it's like 70% of relationships or something start in the workplace like it's it makes sense it's where you're stuck all day and as an adult you meet fewer and fewer people and if you're working at the same place odds are you have the same interests but um I'm just worried about your career and I'm worried that you're not worried about it. Yeah, you you should – unless you don't want this promotion, unless this job is like for a now and not a real thing, I mean, you have to ask yourself if you can really separate 
the two issues. If you're one of those people who can like have the relationship at work and keep staying at work and not like muddle them up, then great for you. But that's a really hard thing to do at 23 years old. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, if you, I mean, I just think it's like that the the fact that this is, she's about to get a promotion and that her mind is here. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she wouldn't do anything to not potentially fuck up that promotion is very concerning. And I think you really need to take a step back and look at your priorities and I'm saying that to you. I hate it when people tell, like, you need to look at your priorities. But I really, you asked for my advice. I think you need to re-examine your priorities and uh, and ask yourself, any of the stuff that you're doing for this guy, is he, like, or wondering about him? Is he wondering it about you? Would he do the same for you? Like, if you're thinking, like, oh, maybe I won't take the promotion. Maybe I'll just go work somewhere else. Do you think he would ever think that? You know, I mean, it has to be some, yeah. you know. I would talk, I would maybe talk to him about it. You know, like maybe see what what he thinks. Does he think this is real? And if it's not, or I don't know. Didn't she kind of like say, like she seemed cynical about it. Yeah, she seemed cynical about it. And the other thing that you were doing, you were like comparing yourself to him. Like I'm 23, he has a house. Like we all do that. We're all like, oh, he has a house. He's a real man. I'm ready for it. You're 23. Of course you're not going to. Like if you had it together, what would that be? You No one has it together when they're 23. Right, exactly. Like, you don't have to match this guy for it to work out. That's just a separate thing. Yeah. But, yeah, figure out which is more important. If you're going to have fun with an older guy and, like, use him for his house, don't do it with a guy oh, that you work with. and that's a great with. thing to do. You should definitely do that. It's fun. You should nice, absolutely do that because an, you're not. Because there's an exchange of he gets to hang out with you, which is awesome. You're, like, a hot young person. Definitely do that. Fully in favor of that. If it's not, if it's all like nice, yeah. As long as you can have a mentally healthy attitude, which, which by the way, I would say is very, very hard to do. Like yeah. especially when you're younger and you don't have all relationships seem high stakes to you because you haven't spent, you haven't they been in a like lot the, of them oh yet. Twenty three, dating twenty nine. I would be like, literally have to be like popping a Xanax every ten seconds to yeah. like control my mind. I like thought I was gonna marry every guy I kissed. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like delusional. It's delusional. The other. thing. There was another thing that I wanted to say to you. Um, oh, I'm a big in. Okay, if they're not going to be this, this is my theory in life. Work flirts are super important. You should definitely have a work flirt. Yeah, that you're excited to see at work that you can look a little nice for because it makes the day more fun. I call them my work husband. Yeah, work husband is I think the more known term, but I think it's it's not. Is it okay if you're in a relationship? I think so. Okay. A work f- if it, if you know it's a work flirt. I've always had a work flirt. I'm really because it's like a little, a little sexy fun. It is fun. It is fun. But I just, I, 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 yeah. I shouldn't say this to you. This is advice for maybe someone older because I'm old and wise. I I just, I think maybe I wouldn't be bothered by it, but I secretly think I would be devastated if I found out like my husband had a work flirt. Yeah, that's true. Because. yeah, I would just yeah, feel like, and also, what is to keep other than hopefully my, you know, if I if I choose to get married, my <laughs> husband would be of good character, and so I wouldn't have to worry about something like that uh, turning into something more. Right. But I mean, flirting is a like it's leading to something. That's the I guess nature. You're right. Of I'm speaking more. Okay, maybe not if you're married. I'm talking about more if you're a young girl who wants some action at work, but like 
don't take it to the next level because I have had a work flirt and I've taken it to the next level and it's not good. And what it's happened? been It's just awkward afterwards. It's yeah. just like awkward and then you're like really excited to see him and then like I built up arcs in my mind and uh-huh. like, today's the day and it's like that's not what you want to be thinking about at work. Work's got to be work. Yeah. Like, it's a distraction I'm, from what you need to do. That said, a a casual work flirt is what I'm talking about. A casual work flirt. A platonic. Flirt, a platonic work flirt to stave off the having actual affair. I get you. Like, don't don't sleep with – you already have done it. But in the future, don't sleep with the guy. Just be kind of coy. It'll make you feel powerful. Yeah, I agree. Um, Can we talk about Loot Crate for two? Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Make sure to head over to LootCrate.com slash malls. That's M-O-L-L-S and enter code MALLS, that's M-O-L-L-S, to save $3 off on any new subscription. Here's what they have to say about their upcoming box. Pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies and flux that don't always turn out for the best. You're telling me, Luke Crape. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. Featuring classics Robocop. Terminator 2 Judgment Day and The Matrix and new faves Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4 we've got a figure cool collectibles and of course our dystopiorific monthly tea guys these teas are actually very very chill and I personally as a girl who likes to you know like keep shit loose you know up top like like I keep a more fitted leg and then like a looser top I suggest you size up I always like a size up alright anyway you guys, lootcrate.com slash malls, M-O-L-L-S. Please advise, if you don't have a hobby, maybe get one via Loot Crate. Bye. Recently, there was an episode called Steve Buscemi's Body Pillow. If you listen to that, there's a letter in there where a 32-year-old woman wrote to us saying that she really needed a change in her life. Um, it was time for her to make a change at, at being after being at what she considered kind of like rock bottom. Um, we had... Some advice to give her, but we asked you guys to call and give us advice if you had advice for her, too. So here's a couple messages. Hi, Malls. This is um, a call in response to your episode of Smart Face, Steve Buscemi's Potty Pillow. Amazing title. Um, I wanted to respond to the letter that you read out loud from the girl who's having a really horrible time. Um, I totally relate to this, and I'm lightly coming from, you know, the other side of it. I just want to tell her you have to reach out to anyone and just ask for help because I'm not the type of person that ever does that. It's literally the most painful thing ever, but I was on the verge of ruining my entire life because I was hitting rock bottom and extremely depressed um, and self-sabotaging. And um, so a good friend of mine encouraged me to go to the doctor. I got a prescription for Paxil antidepressant right away that same day and I can't even tell you how much hope that gave me and I'm only a couple weeks in so it's just starting to really kick into my system but that same doctor also asked me a ton of questions and sent me to a psychiatrist because she thinks I have bipolar as well so honestly sometimes you just need to just get 
get the help, like let somebody know that you're having a horrible, horrible time and are afraid of, you know, wasting your life away in bed. (laughs) Again, you know, those periods are just so dark and I completely know how it feels. Um, But, you know, there is somebody in your life, I'm sure, that maybe will give you the push you need to help pull yourself out of it inch by inch. Um, It might take a while. It probably will take a long time. There are things you can do, and there's help you can get, and I really just wish you so much happiness. All right. Thanks, Malls. Bye-bye. Hey, Malls. Um, Big-time fan. Love the show. Love the pod. Um, I think what you're doing is great. I'm calling in response to last week's episode about um, the letter writer who wrote in with uh, type 2 bipolar disorder and... Um, I just had a lot of thoughts about that, so I wanted to call in response. Um, Girl, do not let this patriarchal bullshit slam down on you. I know that you were saying that you didn't want your fatness to reflect um, your self-worth or your ability to control yourself. Fuck that goddamn noise. All right, fat babes are sexy and desirable. Girls with short hair are desirable. Very tall girls are desirable. People with no boobs are desirable. People with big ass boobs are desirable. Trans folks get it on. Like women who aren't white. Everyone that the patriarchy says doesn't fit with their fucking definition of attractive or desirable. They all get married. They all take lovers. They all um, go through breakups. Like just because you're a bigger babe doesn't mean that you're not babely. And I think that's just a load of crap. Um, So I kind of just wanted to, like, shout you out a little bit. And just because, like, the media says that you're not super hot doesn't make it true. Um, You can find a lot of really amazing um, body positivity stuff on the Internet. You know, the Internet can be a dangerous place for fat folks, but it can also be a really empowering place for fat folks. Um, So I would definitely check out, there's a lot of really great body positivity blogs. I would check out like some fat feminism blogs. Um, And you can just fall down like a big old tumbler hole of like babes, you know, people showing off their like super sexy underarm hair or like there's some ladies who have like mustaches and they think that's really hot or like they're really into their roles, um, their lingerie. Like there's a whole community out there who celebrates what isn't necessarily defined by um, the mainstream media. And it's really hard when the mainstream media isn't isn't reflecting other values so you do kind of have to find it and like spend some time on the internet but like there's a community out there um that can like kind of help you reinforce some other ideas of like what's sexy and what's exciting um and help you start to feel a little bit better about your body um and like i know it's hard to do but like don't fall down like skinny thinspiration like garbage mind thought because like it's not going to make you feel better and you kind of called looking for things to make you feel better so you know you like are a badass you had a lover before and you will have one again if that's what you want um you know I think you know that's great and then I just wanted to end with like a few good people to maybe check out on Instagram or online um Tess Holiday she's this really great 
um, plus size model. She got a lot of press and she um, really champions this hashtag F your beauty standards. Um, and that's a great hashtag to check out. Also, just follow that on Instagram. Gabby Fresh, who's this amazing woman of color who started a plus size swimsuit line. She's super gorgeous and empowering and amazing. Um, Amy Schumer, who, you know, posed naked for the most recent Pirelli calendar is a badass babe. Um, Harnan Kaur, I'm sure I screwed up how to pronounce that, but she's um, a woman of color who I believe is Sikh and also grows facial hair and just kind of like owns that, owns these things that people say aren't beautiful and like is a badass about it and talks about that. And there's this like beautiful yoga lady whose name, again, I might say it wrong, but it's Jessamine Stanley. Um, and she just is amazing and everything. And I hate yoga and I just think she's a real powerhouse and inspiration. So don't look to the, to this kind of like garbage patriarchal crap. Like if you want to be a hot babe, be a hot babe. That's kind of it. Um, the flip side of that is like, if you want to work out and like change your body, you can totally do that too. But like, love yourself, no matter what shape or skin you're in, um, your body wakes you up every morning. It puts you to bed every night. It, lets you walk places and eat foods you like and laugh with people that you care about and do all these important, amazing things. So celebrate it. Don't put it down. You are worth so much. Um, all right, y'all, that's all I got. Bye. Let's take our next call. Hey, Molly. Um, I'm 26. I am dating a guy who's 29. We are exclusive. We've been dating for like probably three months and I haven't been exclusive with anybody in a really long time, maybe like four years. And, um, my like, okay, he's a really, really, really good guy. And I really like everything about him and I could see myself being with him long term. But the big problem is that, um, I am a little bit jealous and I've always been a little bit jealous and he has a shit ton, like, buttloads of female friends and when he talks about them like instead of being like oh you know my friend Lisa who paints or like whatever he throws in like a subtle slutty identifying fact about each one of them every time he talks about them he'll be like oh my friend Kendra the one who used to work at Hooters or he'll be like my friend Sherry who makes out with girls at bars you know or whatever, my best friend Lauren, the one who has threesomes, like, and I, he could tell one day that I was upset after he had just gotten done, like, talking about his friend Lauren and her sex capades and shit, like, that wasn't even part of the story, that was just, like, again, like, a little identifying fact, and he could tell that I was upset, and he was like, what's going on, and I told him, I was like, when you talk about your friends like that, your female friends, it makes me feel like you objectify them. Like you don't talk about your male friends that way, just your female friends. And that really bothers me. And he was like, Oh, I don't do it on purpose. Okay. And then I thought that after we talked about it, like it would stop. And I told him too, I was like, I don't think about my male friends that way. It would skeeze me out to think about one of my friends, one of my male friends, like making out with anybody, like, and me having to watch that. And I would not report that back to you. Like, so anyway, I thought that it would stop, and it hasn't really. Like, he continues to do it, and um, I really don't know what to do about it. And it kind of eats me up a little bit, and it, I could see it, like, potentially causing some fights. So I told him, like, just don't bring it up to me. I don't care, but 
I mean, he still does it. So what would you do? Thanks. Bye. Let me get this straight. This guy lacks discretion, uh, to say the least. He regularly objectifies women he claims are his friends. And you want to know how you can be less jealous. There's red flags on both sides for both of you. This guy, this guy is not ready to be in a relationship. I don't even know if he's capable of one. That's none of your business. Let's talk about your side of the street, okay? The fact that you're jealous, if, if even if he wasn't, even if he wasn't objectifying women, I think when there's jealousy in, in a relationship, you have to end it because and go work on yourself because a, you, a relationship cannot come back from cons, all-consuming jealousy. It just can't. Um, once trust, I mean, people say once trust isn't broken, this isn't even about trust. You have a gut instinct that something's wrong um, and whether you're right or not, that's not a feeling you should have in relationships. And the fact that you want to try and fix this tells me that you're probably codependent. I think you need to go to therapy and figure out why you feel jealous. And I think that you also should keep dating because uh, the right guy won't, you won't feel like you won't feel any worry in the world about a guy cheating on you when he's the right guy or a guy being inappropriate with other women when he's the right guy. Um, any relationship I've been in where it was healthy, there's been no question in my mind that that person was faithful, respectful to women, etc. What do you think? I think that uh, you were right about the the real person. You won't have any of those feelings. That's great advice. Um I feel for you. I'm sorry because that's a really sucky feeling. Like being jealous is, feels so shitty and you feel a little guilty about it too. And that's like – I feel like in the beginning you started off as though it was your problem. Yeah. You're it, – it's not. I mean it is that you're a jealous person but he's giving you like the most – you guys are like give, feeding on each other's insecurities here. Yeah. Like, and that's the codependency yeah. aspect where it's like you as opposed to seeing the red flags for what they are. I mean what this is is like – everything's perfect about him except he's a racist like it's something like that where it's like well you know what that's a big accept and that's going to keep like showing up in your face all the time in your relationship and if that's something that chips away at you you need to first of all not be around something that's chipping away at you but to really address why that is that that uh, you're a naturally jealous person. And the other thing, you said that you're exclusive, you've been dating for three months, but you haven't been in a serious relationship for four years. Like three months, it's not that long. It's not that long. Like don't, you're already finding flaws. Like don't jump into a relationship. I think this is a thing that young women tend to do and I I still do it. Like something feels like it works a little, so you're like, I have to do this. I have to make it work. Like you're not that desperate. Like you're fine. Four years is not that long. Plenty of people go a really long time without being in a serious relationship. Like, don't make it a relationship when it's not one. I feel like there's a lot of articles being written about this right now, like pushing yourself into a relationship. When you sub- subconsciously, when you reject guys who aren't good enough for you, yeah. I think subconsciously you become more you. Yeah, totally. You become more attractive to other people because there's something about you that shows that you're discerning. It's it's, it's about like building self-esteem. It really is. And Absolutely. we're all doing it all the time, but like this is that thing like you're going to find someone if there's something wrong with this guy like Also, that's a sh- let's just like be clear that's a shitty thing to do whatever what he's doing. I think that another thing that I'm obsessed with right now is Got, I have a, tons of guy friends who have so many fucking girlfriends. Yeah. Who are like really outgoing and fun, but then they date these like model, I don't know, or just like having too many girlfriends so like your options are open at all times. This is what I think it is. I Not to like plug my Twitter, but I once tweeted something like, 
this is so embarrassing. Like, shout out to like all the all the single guys with like eight million best female friends. Like, good for you for keeping your options open. Yeah, because that's what they're doing. Yeah, having a million different like emotional affairs all the time. And yeah, there are some guys who I think can do it. And I have I have tons of guys who's primarily like best friends or female friends but there's a different way of doing it there's like a weird sexual best friend and there's a weird I don't know I, I don't know I think there's something I, I honestly it's weird because I think a girl's heart can be very pure in a male female friendship yeah in a way that a guy it's much more biologically difficult for him to if totally. he if to just purely be friends with you I mean I have a lot of straight guy friends where that makes me question like I mean, they're guys in their side of the relationship. Yeah. Like, am I – yeah, I don't – I don't – I think that's true. I think that it is keeping options open. I think that Dr. Laura told some woman the other day who called and said, like, oh, my fiancé um, – my fiancé has all these female friends and it makes me uncomfortable. And Dr. Laura said, well, then please, like, do him a favor and let him go because you're <laughs> – you're an insecure mess. Yeah. And she's like, you need to see therapy. You're going to ruin his life and his wonderful friendships in the process. Yeah. That, and, that's also true. And I, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I don't really, I don't really think that he has these wonderful friendships, <laughs> but I do think the jealousy piece is jealousy is just such an ugly thing. You need to get control of. And again, it's the worst. It, it won't. I, and I used to be jealous, but I, I was dating to- guys who made me feel jealous. And yeah. Jealousy just like, it sucks. You don't feel good about yourself. You should feel good about yourself first. Um, And I don't know. Some male-female friendships I do believe are real. But this guy I do think is an option – keeping his options open. Why is he telling you that his friends are, like, making out with other girls at bars? Like, he's turned on by that. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if he's trying to say, like, do you want to have a threesome? (laughs) Like – Maybe. Like, he, why is he telling you sexual details about his female friends? Unless, like, he's maybe, no, never mind. Unless he's, like, gay and thinks it's funny. Like. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I guess they were, like, I mean, I think if they were really hilarious stories, it was, like, oh, like, Adam, the guy we walked in on jerking off freshman year. Like, like, that would be, that, uh, that would make more sense to me, but it sounds like it is objectification. It is really different. You said that. Like, that's not, you don't want to be with someone. I don't know. I don't think he's – I think there are red flags and I think you want a relationship so you're trying to make this work. Also, just be aware if that's how he talks about them to you, then that's definitely how he's talking about you to them. And he's probably – I mean, if he really lacks discretion to that level, he prob- they probably know about your sex life. They probably know, like – yeah whether or not you shave, like, they probably know that shit. And if you're not comfortable dating someone who talks about, if, like, if you wouldn't want a guy to be talking, then don't date a guy that talks about women like that. And, yeah, but I will say, you have talked to him about it. I was like, oh, good, because my first piece of advice would be, like, talk to him about this, see if he thinks they're really his friends, like, can he control it? So good for you for talking about it with him. That's, like, the number one. But he didn't stop. So... No, he's doing. He's purposely doing something. But I think that uh, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. He's just, selfish. Just he's, break up with him. He's selfish. Yeah. Because if it's if he's if he's not doing it for a game, which is fucked up in and itself, he's doing it on purpose, and he's just being super selfish. All right, let's take another call. Hey, Malls. Hey, Christina, and hey, guests. So I'm calling about um, vitamins with friends. I have a question about which vitamins I should be taking or that you recommend for hair growth. 
Um, I'm not looking for a fast fix. I just, I know it can take a couple months, but I just want my hair to grow um, and be healthy and strong. So I was just seeing if you have any recommendations for hair growth. Thank you very much. Bye. What are the actual odds? I literally just said to Miranda, Miranda, do you want to do biotin with me? Like friends with vitamins. And I am taking it and like, can't talk but can you not swallow a pill I, it takes me so long to swallow a pill I, i've taken a lot of pills but not with water no i do it with water it just takes me a long time uh, i don't know it's my it's, that's so interesting it's really funny it's like a big joke for everyone at work that it like takes me five hours like i can't talk yet still swallowing <laughs> pill. um except for when i really need it then i take then i'm just like so biotin <laughs> is the way oh then you can like an aspirin like you can't spend 20 minutes with right no and, it's it that I it's the fun stuff that I can slam down but like biotin aspirin yeah. I take my time <laughs> mm. okay so actually so we're taking I think the best thing for hair growth yeah. um which is biotin it's 10,000 mcg um maximum strength it's by natrol n-a-t-r-o-l uh, promotes healthy hair and strong nails, supports cellular energy production. Um, taking biotin every day is a great way to do this. You can take it twice a day even. Um, if you don't like pills, there's something called biotin bursts at Whole Foods. I think you can also get them on Amazon. I, they're about $34 for 30 chews, which is about, yeah, I mean, no, oh no, I think it's like $15 for 30 chews. So that's about what you would pay for um, 30 days of biotin vitamins. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the most important part outside of everything is that when you're growing your hair out, you need to just – I've been growing my hair for a really long time. I keep it up in ponytails most of the time. I wash Looks it as cool. little as possible. Thank you. <laughs> I wash it as little as possible. I keep it up in ponytails. But the thing is, is like when I do blow dry my hair, my hair is starting to look really fucking awesome. And I've been working on it for so long. I made the mistake of going platinum, by the way, a few years ago. Never go platinum again, especially if you have fine hair. You'll just spend years and years and years trying to come back from it. Um, I think every woman in Los Angeles takes biotin. I, I liter- like I, it's for your nails, it's for your hair, it's for your skin. Mm-hmm. I think that you, I having just taken Molly's biotin, it's great because some biotins have like a weird fishy smell and they're oh. really hard to take. This was a dream, felt like nothing. But there's one other one. I think it's a little bit more expensive. It's called Viviscal. Okay, this is a little bit fancier. It's like okay. the fancier biotin that my hair dresser once told me to take. It was fishy, but it really works, Viviscal. It it has a lot of biotin in it. So interesting. I feel like, yeah, that's because pure biotin I don't think has – I think the ones that have the fishy taste are like a hair, skin, nail formula. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where they probably have like omegas or something. Yeah. Uh, But that one really works, Viviscal. Yeah. But yes, I think every woman in Los Angeles takes biotin and probably New York – Definitely, the, definitely everyone on Vanderpump Rules is taking biotin. Oh, for sure. Like so much. They have so many extensions too. They all have the best extensions. Ariana doesn't have extensions, does she? No. That's Meredith's Ariana from Vanderpump Rules' actual real life best friend. Really? Nice yeah. to meet you. Oh my God. She's the I'm normal gonna... one on the show. Yeah. Okay. I, I figured because unless Meredith is like. Wild. Yeah. Meredith is a I'm, coke fiend. I uh, Yeah, no, I really am. I just mm-hmm. here and just lines and lines and lines. You're so cute. <laughs> right? And like, you know, just knowing Peter Dinklage facts. <laughs> she's like doing it right now. It's really weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, so doing, weird. That's why she's like, she's being a bad producer. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I think that that's just the best way to go. And um, really, don't brush your don't brush your hair often. I don't know what texture you have, but all that stuff that's yeah, dry shampoo. Don't don't dry. I wash my hair so much; it's so bad for your hair. You do. You're supposed to, yeah. You don't even have to wash it after the gym. You can just wet it. Yeah, I just I wet my hair as frequently as possible, but I'm trying to. It gets worse before it gets better. You know, like yeah. even with like. <laughs> When you're trying to like stop using certain skin stuff and you oh. have to let your skin get really crazy yes, for two yes, minutes yes, before yes. you can start to – So um, I basically right now uh, am about once a week washing actual sh- with shampoo, but I get it wet every day um, and I scrub with my fingers. But um, my friend Dylan, who's a barber, told me that – I should be washing my hair once every two weeks. Whoa, that's what they say. And I dated a guy who washed his hair once every two weeks last summer, and he had the fucking bomb hair. Oh, my gosh. Like it was it's the dreamiest hair. That's, like, my my big thing. I really need to stop washing my hair. I need to stop drinking. I need to stop washing my hair so much. These are my problems. <laughs> I think those are such uh, late 20s problems. You're really starting to figure it out. I'm really just, like, leaning into being, like, doing exactly everything everyone else my age is doing excited for you and like having the same conversation over and over again what else uh are people your age doing what are like the trends you're noticing among 27 year olds who are who are like trying to get their shit together um everyone thinks they're an alcoholic everyone's like yeah i really i i don't know i'm like gotta stop drinking and and we're all like no we just drink too much when we go out or something drinking is big one you know a lot of like self-love that's the thing that everyone's like i'm I'm talking about my female friends here. Uh, my male friends don't talk to me as much about self-love. But right. forget, stop feeling guilty about, like, dumb shit. Okay. And, and like, taking care of yourself. Really Self-care. loving Self-care. Like, stopping all of those, like, like really trying to stop the mean voices and mm-hmm. that shit. Uh, that's what people are talking about. You know, the, the, the emotional people. The yeah. sensitive people. Um, I just want, like, a good dining room table. That's my main thing. That's a really big adult purchase. Yeah, like I – that's all I want, a fancy di- – like a nice dining room table. Where have you been looking? In like CB2. I want to go – in like West Elm. I want to – I have a possible solution for you. Is it going to be Ikea? It's this girl, Alexandra Z. She is a woodworker up in San Francisco and she makes these pieces. They're wall pieces, but you can use them as tables. And so I had her build one for me as a table – and I had her change the dimensions. I'll show you. Oh, I'm so excited what it about this because like. that's what I really want—like a, a custom mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you'll fucking. I'm excited. Flip. I'll show you. Uh, but yeah, it's like you know, when you're one of the first people to be at my house. It's still not done, but oh, it's so beautiful and it's famous from Snapchat. Is it? It's uh, your process is famous and your like workers are a little bit famous. What's the one guy's name? Francisco. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I love Francisco <laughs> and I hate that his name is Francisco because a couple years ago I was like at no like five years ago Ed and I were at the Ace and like we just were walking by like that secondary pool you know like the second yeah, one yeah like the, the, the poor pool we just hear some guy going hey francisco can you get us another beer and it was like the worst thing we've ever heard <laughs> so, and so you hate that he's francisco yeah and that's the only reason everything else about francisco no, is like honestly heaven your snapchat is i love when you talk to him and it makes me in my snapchat i really want to take it to the next level and like start talking to my uber drivers and stuff but i'm a little bit like nervous about it you give me confidence oh i think you should just go for it (laughs) i mean my workers though we are like basically best friends (laughs) they are my actual best friends yeah bel air construction you guys if you ever need somebody 
Um, Good so plug. this is my. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love that table. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I'm going to follow her. Alexandra Z is A L E K S A N D R A Z Z E E. Um, look, uh, look for her, you guys. She's really, really doing some amazing, impressive stuff. She did a video with Laura Miller. That's how I found out about her. And, um, yeah, I just I'm so blown away that she's like this female woodworker creating these amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Well, pieces. thank you for giving me advice. I know I'm not supposed to come in with. No, my... that's what this is all about. I'm probably going to ask you for advice before you leave. Oh, good. Um, um, what should I say to like? What should I say to people who ask me inappropriate questions on Snapchat? Oh, just don't. Just don't respond. I think just, just ignore don't, them. I think don't engage. Maybe block them. Yes. Yeah. Don't engage because then you're just going to get yourself into another. You know, yeah. Bumble. But that's such like a that's such an intimate audience. I feel like yeah, that blocking in that world. You're is right. Like really harsh. Okay, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Because they probably have followed me over from another platform. Oh, you're right. Okay, you can't just block them if it's like a sexual question or something like that. Yeah, block them. Oh yeah. yeah. Then block them if it's like. Do you mean personal, like they're asking you personal questions or they're like getting that thing that you were talking about, like people are asking you for advice on Snapchat? Oh, well, the advice on Snapchat, I mean, this has to stop. We've talked about it on the show. You guys, I will wake up and someone said like, oh, sorry, I asked you for advice. Like she took it all like, some girl asked me like, how do I get a job at Sir? And I was like, and then I made that snap. And so she, again, people thinking it's all about them. She wrote me the second message being like, sorry I was just kidding uh I don't really want to work at sir and I was like no I'm like talking to like the drunk girl that sent me four snaps in a row like asking how she can uh (laughs) how she can like break up with her boyfriend I'm talking about like the drunk girls like sending me video snaps all night the random people being like I'm so sad so close to you yes and by the way I I but that is why we have Please Advise. I have created a channel for it. That's why we do it on here. So then it's not on the Snapchat. It's not – we have a Please Advise Snapchat. You can ask questions to that. But in but that's where you ask the questions. You know what I mean? Direct it. Yeah. And I think people who ask you – oh, sorry. You mean personal questions to, like about your life or about like their own lives? Uh, both. I mean, both. When, I, when I'm saying when, when people ask me – I that, it's two separate pieces. Okay. I was originally saying, what should I do when people ask me things that hurt my feelings that are none of their business? Don't engage. Okay. That's my advice. And then how, how do you think, do you think that I need to put in place a better system? Do people not realize that I'm not a hotline number on Snapchat? No. I think that your Snapchat is so funny and so good. And like, I love it. Thank you, Miranda. No, I love it. <laughs> do you love Perfectly Faison? Yeah. <laughs> You- I'm perfectly Faison's number one fan, so yeah. don't try and take that perfectly from me, Perfectly Faison is, like, happening. Is that on your Snapchat? I don't know what that is. Perfectly Faison is my half-hour multi-cam uh, sitcom featuring um, Donald Faison. Wait, I don't know about this. I'm an avid watcher of your Snapchat, yeah. I swear. Donald Faison in the role of Patrick Faison. I think it's really good. He's a lawyer turned teacher. It's like same plot as the Mighty Ducks. I really think it's good and I love it and I'm embarrassed that I didn't know about it. Yeah, I'm like – and basically I – Perfectly Faison was dead for years. Um, (laughs) It was like – it was just dead. Um, And then Jody came into my life 
And I thought, who would be great for a perfectly phase mm-hmm. on? Jody. Yeah. So, um, you know, I love Jody Sweeten and I'm related <laughs> Yo, to Yo, yes, I know you. I know about Jody. Don't, okay. don't worry. I love Jody Sweeten. I know about guys. Southern Charm and Jody and like the other things. You guys, I bought Jody Sweeten's necklace for $122 because <laughs> honesty. I'm so excited about it. I'm so obsessed with Jody. Nothing is more fun to me in the world than just trolling people. Like, just trolling. <laughs> but I'm worried now that people do, that these people think they're doing that to you, but, or something. No. Maybe. Yeah. No, but it has to be like, go troll like Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, like your, <laughs> your, your level of fame is, I guess, people think they can like still be your friends. Where Rebecca Romaine, you can't be your friend. Well, don't do that because I actually, I love Jerry. So don't do that. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> and sorry to Jerry if he's listening to this. <laughs> you know, tro- I just, you know, I mean. Troll Stassi. Troll Stassi or troll, like, um, <laughs> troll Valerie Bertinelli. Troll, you know, just yeah, like troll- someone random. Someone who could, who would that- love a good troll. Someone who would be really flattered by a good troll who hasn't had one for a while. Right. That would be a good person to troll. But then Jody's third husband Morty Coyle they met at the kibitz room uh she is like he was the DJ at the kibitz room and I actually saw Jody at the kibitz room drinking a Bud Light like five years ago um and I suspect that Morty and Stephanie are not together because he wasn't supportive of uh, her sobriety. sobriety no yeah but then Morty like tweeted at me I know. I'm, I'm shocked. My face all is... I, sh- <laughs> and all I kept thinking was, this is worse than Donald Faison tweeting at me like five years ago. It's like, <laughs> because all I wanted was my fantasy world where like, I'm best friends with Jodie Sweetin and her dad loves me. And like, I... And perfectly Faison is going to be on the air. And... <laughs> but Jodie's dad does love you. I was there. I saw it. I know. The kindness is eyes breaks my heart. Especially now that I know everything he's been through. I like literally could cry. Well, I actually probably will later. Well, they're, they feel close to you in a different way because, like, you know about their life, too. Yeah. We're close family. You're, you're a really close family, you and <laughs> We're a close family. All right. Let's take another call. Oh, wait. Meredith is written about in Jody's book. There's a whole chapter oh, about how face. Meredith's mom called Jody a bitch at Disney. <laughs> No, really? No, but a fan halfway, did. Halfway. Have, that's halfway true. A fan did call Jody a bitch at Disney World, and Meredith coincidentally once approached Jody for an autograph at yeah. Disney World Wait, and have, was denied. I have a question. Um, read Jody's tweet. So, do you watch Fuller House then? Are you yeah. a big fan? Oh, yeah. You're a huge fan. Yeah, like full. I like. I cried for like two days when Full House, like after the Full House finale. Like no, I was in Fuller House. Grade. I mean, are you oh, are you into I, Full? I watched Fuller House because I was so obsessed with Full House. Yeah. I mean, can I rewatch Fuller House? I've done it a couple times when I was stoned. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm like I would like I'm to revisit that episode. But I love the choices they've made for Jody as, yeah. a, as a character on this show. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I really love the choices they made. Can I do a spoil? I please. She's barren. Um, but that's so interesting that they yeah, did that, that with your character. They, so they're a little real on this. Yeah, and Stephanie's style is very interesting. Like, I read a Bustle article that was very real. That was like, <laughs> step why Stephanie's Tanner's Fuller House style is so important. And it's it was dead on. Yeah. Uh, I just want to reference that because while I thought that myself, I did read, read an article that had similar thoughts. Uh, but basically, they were saying that her tackiness is like a testament to like, who this character is. And she's so like they're really doing something like, with clothes. They're really yeah. making a statement. I think that's great. So like Fuller House is like very Netflix. It's not like 
it's it's like no it's I mean at the same time like they don't like uh you know I was up exploding my volcano all night <laughs> like that's like the most salacious joke and then a kid walks in with a volcano like um, there's I mean so it's not Netflixy in that way it's just yeah. I think the most Netflixy is that there's a little bit more depth to the adult that's characters good. that's and good that suspect. they're like doing a happy medium yeah I'm into that um yeah. can I ask a really dorky question about Full House, Fuller House yeah I'm a does any I know that Michelle is not on it. Yeah. But do they do like the do, does anyone say like you got it, dude? Do they do I it? I think you got it, dude may may have been said once when they were John Stamos may have said it making fun of them, but you know they like turn to camera, right? There's they an turn- immediate moment. So like right away, like when the whole family's together, they're like, Michelle's in New York running her fashion empire, and they all like turn to camera and just stare. <laughs> And there's like a low key like whistles and kind of like a small applause break like in the nineties, like that sexy clap in the nineties yeah. that people would do. So then there's that a little bit and I then they go back in. I think that's cool. I mean <laughs> by the by the third episode when there's yet another dig, you're like, whoa. All right. Oh, I thought I think it's funny if they just do it once in the premiere, but if they keep <laughs> They do it a cup they do it maybe three times throughout the series, maybe four at most, but um one good thing is that the show doesn't really require the Olsen twins yeah, like, in he, order to get that. Yeah, And I'm like a big fan of the Olsen twins. Just like they're cool. Just let them live. Love them. Bowls well, of cigarettes at Mary Kate's wedding. <laughs> Bowls of cigarettes. Let her be married to that disgusting guy. Like, I, I think she finds great peace with him. And they look so cool together. You know what Jode said in her book? What did Jode say? She said that one night she saw Mary Kate in the... Um, in the lobby of the Roosevelt, and she like went up to her to say hi. And Mary Kate saw her, and she turned away. Oh my god! What and Jody's a like, at the bitch. time, I thought, I thought Mary Kate was like ashamed to be with me. She's like, but then I realized that she was dealing with more similar stuff than that I was. So basically, yeah. she alluded to Mary Kate being like fucked up, fucked up. Yeah, I can also like Mary Kate was younger then. I'm sure now she would say hi. Yeah, now she would say hi. She's like. You don't I think to- that she was ashamed. She's probably on a ton of coke, and she's Tons like, "I can't com- see. I can't see Jones. I can't see Jones. Jones is gonna know I'm on coke. And she's Jones. known me since I was a baby. Jones must remember me in beautiful light." Yes. <laughs> There's this other emo- amazing moment in Unsweetened, um, and then we'll just stop talking about Jody for right now. Um, she, Jody, um, Ashley Olsen, and John Stamos got wicked fucked up at a party and passed out on the same bed. And woke up all hungover in bed together the next morning. That's the best story in the world. Well, Jody says nothing. It's not the cutest image. Yeah. Ashley Olsen, uh, Jodes, and John Stamos fully passed out Wait, drunk. Do we have any time? Like what year? Ashley was probably about eighteen because it was it was around the time of New York Minute. Okay, a great great film. The darkest. Jody moment. was on meth the whole time <laughs> at New York Minute. The darkest moment for me was the Carl's Jr. moment. Oh, yeah. Of okay. her husband, like, really confronting her. Her oh, first husband, really Jones. confronting her with her problems at Carl's Jr. Would, yeah. Would you want Carl's Jr. Would you want her to be a guest on Please Advise, or would that be too much for you? Um, I think, uh, no, that's the exact right thing. Mm-hmm. She could be a guest on Please Advise. She is not welcome to talk <laughs> to me or be my friend. Right. Uh, and I don't want to know anything about her except for What's put in, a, things what, in book form. So exactly. You want people to treat you the way, yeah, you treat Jodi. I want Jodi to curate the experience. I would love to interview her on a professional level where we're sitting here and it's for a podcast, but I, then I want her out the door. 
Got it. Not without a cell phone number exchanged. <laughs> um, anyway, I also just like with her sobriety and stuff, I feel she's fragile and should probably just be hanging out with sober people. Anyway, um, you guys, let's take our last call. Hey, Malls. Uh, just calling to see if you could give uh, some recommendations for other podcasts that you or Christina like right now to fill up the time while I'm waiting on, on the Wednesday joy that is Please Advise. Uh, really glad to hear Wag is okay. Also, your house looks dope. I wonder if I will ever own a house. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good show. Hey, uh, okay, podcast rags. I wish Christina was here because I know she will have a bunch for you. She will share hers on Twitter or something or we'll have her share them on Snapchat or another episode. But um, I know she listens to the podcast she works for, Dinner Party Download. If you don't know, Christina works for them and you should listen to their show. It's very good. Uh, Miranda, what pods are you listening First to? First of all, I want to say uh, you call her – have a lovely voice and should probably have your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. I didn't even think of that. Your voice is fantastic. Um, uh, that said, here's my, here are my suggestions. I have a bunch. This is more of, this is a, a comedy podcast. I really like the great debates with Dave King and Steve Healy. They're, they just like debate funny topics. It's really hilarious. I love it. Uh, then I like, you must remember this. They used to do, like they they got a little famous for doing a series on Charles Manson, but now they're doing the blacklist in Hollywood. And then they did like MGM stories. I love it. You learn a lot. I like I like Dear Sugar. If you're into advice podcasts, I oh, like I've never heard of that. Oh, Cheryl Strayed's podcast, fantastic. Um, I, who's that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wild. Cheryl Strayed is the woman who wrote Wild. The movie is Wild. Oh, it's based on her oh, life. okay. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um. And I like what I like the the moment with Brian Koppelman, but that's like if you are a writer, I think. What are my other podcasts? I've been on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, and you should listen to my podcast, High School with Miranda Berman. Yeah, I was going to shut that out. I'm going to read to you all the podcasts I subscribe to. Um, the Man Horror Podcast, A Sex Positive Quest for Love. Uh, my friend AJ was on that podcast, and so I listened to it. I really like the host, so I downloaded it. Um, he is very open about his life. He also has a lot of like uh, porn stars and sex workers and then also people like my friend AJ who is a writer for Variety for a long time. Um, so all sorts of people being very, very frank discussions about sex, uh, the kind of discussions I personally don't have. Uh, multi-amory podcast, I just uh, subscribed to that because I got really into polyamory, married and dating and I just needed to know more <laughs> about polyamory and multi-amory etc and like I listened to a good one last night about how um how to find polyamorous partners offline um I'm subscribed to revisionist history Malcolm Gladwell's uh podcast but it hasn't gone up yet um manic rambling spiral um that's Deuce's podcast um with another guy if you guys know Deuce she's like the biggest mommy blogger in the world she's like a million followers uh she made a ton of money blogging and she was really one of the first people to make blogging a living uh especially in the way she did um so she has this podcast it basically focuses on single parenting i'm from a single parent home and i always like to see the other side of issues 
Um, the Bevs is uh, Meredith, our producer today's uh, podcast with Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules. Um, they have on tons of people you would know. We have a lot of crossover there too. Ed, Ryan O'Connell, um, but you also have We your haven't own had friends. Ryan yet, but we you had Laura. Ryan? You've mm-hmm. had Lara. Um, uh, Craig and Blythe came on. Yeah, so you guys should head over there. They also have their own, their own fun guests like you may not have ever heard of. Um, high School with Miranda Berman I have here. Who Weekly, I really like. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Who Weekly is. It's Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger going through basically all of the people in the news that week who you probably don't know who they are. Um, and it's very helpful for me as a person who's 32 and can't keep up on news the same way that I did when I was working in that world. Um, I feel like I don't know who a lot of people are when teenagers talk about them. And that's like a big point of shame for me, uh, considering I felt very hip at one point in my life. Um, so they inform me and they have a good attitude about it. I listen to the Dr. Laura program highlights podcast. Yes, I listen to the show every day, but it's nice to have the uh, highlights just sent to my phone. This American Life. Uh, taking this one to the grave, Bustle's Pretty Little Liars podcast. <laughs> Here to Make Friends, a Bachelor recap show by the Huffington Post. Um, the Right Reasons, I'm so sad that that's done. It's great. That was Grantland's um, reality podcast, and that's over. Sad face. Uh, Bros Watch PLL2. Um, great podcast. If you watch Pretty Little Liars, these guys and are obsessed with it and want and are not a teenager. I don't have a lot of people to talk to about this show that uh, function in the way my brain does. So it's good. These guys are here. Criminal uh, is a great podcast. Mystery Show is a great podcast. Reply All, I love. Uh, Pumped Podcast, of course. Straight Up with Stassi. The Read. Savage Love Past. Uh, Savage Love Cast, sorry. Uh, and Watch What Crappens. Oh, and Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I have. So, oh, oh, so go ahead. I interrupted you. Um, I have a few more. How to Make Me Come is a really good podcast. Okay. She only has a few ep- – she doesn't have that many episodes, short season, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's about like women – she had a blog. It's an anonymous person had a blog about like how to give women orgasms. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of women wrote anonymously how they get their own orgasms. It's good. Is she still anonymous? It's all anonymous, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But she reads the – she talks, right? She talks, but she's anonymous on the podcast. Um, her name is Sylvia on the podcast. It's really good. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, that, that I, I I interrupted you for that and the New no. York and the New Yorker Radio Hour. I good. think those are really good recommendations. Yeah, if you don't just want to hear about uh, Bravo shows, maybe you want to yeah. tune into some of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys, I think that's it for episode ninety four of Please Advise. Our phone number is three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. You can also email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail dot com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, now Snapchat. Um, Name, please advise, all around. Go find us. Miranda, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Miranda P. Berman. On Instagram, also Miranda P. Berman. Snapchat, Miranda Paulina. I have to say Snapchat is my favorite of all of them. Yeah. I've done a full, like, turnaround. I used to make fun of it, think it was the dumbest thing on earth. That's why it's amazing, because it is the dumbest thing on earth. It's the best. Okay. That, that is where you can find me. And this April, I have a book coming out. So That's right. Yeah. I just read about that the other day. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank first you. Of thank all. you. Have you, it's about cooking? So I'm teamed up with a chef. Her name is Gabby Moskowitz. She's 
kind of well-known. She, she has a blog called The Broke-Ass Gourmet and that show Young and Hungry is based on her life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a mixture of recipes and personal essays about like being – it's called Hot Mess Kitchen, being a hot mess in your 20s and like how – you know, self-soothing is a big thing that I'm into right now. How cooking can be a self-soothing thing. But I'm all about that. I it's love like that. My pieces are a little – it's like comedy and cooking. It's 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 fun. I think it'll be like a good Urban Outfitters book. But yeah, buy my book when it comes out in April. <laughs> it sucks that you have to think of it like that. I know. It'll be a good Urban Outfitters I'm, book. But it will. It's going to be a great Urban Outfitters book. It will be a great Urban Outfitters. It will also just be a great book. Yeah, that's true. You know, it'll it's be fun. when people buy it on Amazon too. When people buy it – you know what? Don't leave your house actually. So definitely just buy it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Meredith, where can people find you? Meredith K and the number eight on all the things. Okay. And you guys, uh, hey, what's up to Christina Lopez? She will be back in two weeks. And yeah, episode 94. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Oh my God. It was the best. It really was fun. Thank you. I've been a manic, crazy mess lately. Just with so much stuff, two dogs and a house not in construction. And I just feel crazy. So I really appreciate it. Oh my God. It was the best. so chill. And my hangover is now cured. So I really enjoyed this. Oh, good. I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> that's a that's a please advise. Just come do please advise if you're hungover. Um, Bye. Bye.